Well, that didn't go so great. Um, I hit the main artery. So, yeah, it's a real mess in there. Um, on the upside, I think she had a really good time. Hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. This is Wait, You Haven't Seen. And it's a show where we talk about movies and specifically a movie that at least one of us has never seen before. I'm your host, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis. This is episode number 137. It's week four of Spooktober 2021. And joining me to talk about our movie this week, which was 2014's What We Do in the Shadows, we have Monica. Monica, how are you? Oh, hello. I wasn't expecting you to go to me. I'm doing quite well. How are you? I am doing quite well. Also joining us again is Christina. Christina, how are you? Hello. I'm doing all right. Uh, just busy, busy weekend. Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, and then, and then, also joining us is Wesley. Wesley, the the Dreadlord. How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm uh, doing very well. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. So, okay, uh, we'll go around the table. I'll start with you, Wesley. Had you seen what we do in the shadows before? I still haven't seen it. I don't remember anything of this movie. It's like mm. someone hypnotized me or something. <laughs> Just not very well, right? <laughs> but no, I had I hadn't seen it. No. Okay, so this was your first time seeing it. How about you, Monica? So funny story about that. I remembered watching this at some point in my life, mm-hmm. and as I was watching it, I didn't remember anything about it. So I came up with two theories: that either I had never watched it and had just seen like trailers and stuff, or that I had watched it and just not remembered anything except the werewolf part. So the hypnosis actually did work on you. I got it. Yeah. I'm thinking that's <laughs> what it must have been. Cause... Okay. All right. Christina, had you seen this one before? Nope. Not at all. Okay. And I hadn't either. So it looks like all four of us were seeing what we do in the shadows for the first time, uh, theoretically. And... I, so this movie came out in 2014, uh, directed by Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. Um, starring Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi uh, as vampires. And there is a series based on this that runs, I think, is it on Hulu? I can't remember. But there's like three seasons now. I think it ran maybe on FX. It's not anywhere right now. I think when I went to look for it, it used Mm. to be on something. Or maybe it is on Hulu. No, it might be on Hulu, actually. Oh, okay. I think I remember seeing the ads for Hulu. I will say I really want to watch the series now. Uh, because I personally had a real fun time with this movie. Uh, I thought it was a just a ton of fun. Um, w- I would like to get a rough idea of what everyone else thought. I will start with Monica because she is smiling, and I feel like she didn't like this. So, Monica, what did you think of it as a movie? I'm not going to say that I didn't like this. I thought it was um, it's a very well-made movie. Mm-hmm. It was a very well-made movie, and, you know, you know. Yeah. Are you a fan of mockumentary movies in general? Uh, you know, um, This is Spinal Tap, Best in I've Show. Never seen this, I've never seen either of those movies. Have you seen other mockumentaries like this? I don't know. Now that you say that, I'm not sure. I know I've seen it in shows, you know, like they depict that sometimes in like Supernatural and stuff like that, but I don't think... I'm not sure. If you could name other ones, maybe I'd remember, okay. but... 
So you were overall not super impressed with the movie is what I'm getting from you. No, it was it was pretty. And of course, it had Reese Darby, which I just I love him. I know he's like a small part of the movie, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I like Taika Waititi, of course, you know, and yeah, it was. Um, OK, I like the vampire whole thing and <laughs> I like the aesthetic of everything. I like that they're in New Zealand for some reason and that well, they're vampires. You know, we'll, me. we'll dive into and maybe try to pick pick some reasons why it didn't connect with you too much in a little bit. But I, I do want to ask uh, our other guests what they thought of it. Christina, what did you think of it? I mean, it's pretty much in line. I, I, I enjoyed the movie. It just wasn't something that really reached out to me. Okay. Um, I mean, to me, it felt boring. Sorry. Uh, the most exciting part about it was the werewolves. Okay. Are, are are you much of a fan of the mockumentary style movies in general? No. So that's probably more of what it is than anything I yeah. would guess. I mean, again, I have nothing really bad to say about the movie. It just for me was not fully engaging. Okay, uh, Wesley, how about you? Because it sounds like uh, we're having a consensus that nobody liked this movie. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I'm gonna go. Uh following the consensus on this one uh it's a movie Mm -hmm. what what about it i guess all right so let's go with that then what about it didn't engage with you are you not a mockumentary uh style movie fan like the kind of absurd have you seen others such as uh like this is spinal tap or any of the christopher guest stuff like best in show a mighty wind that kind of thing or... Not that I can remember. Okay. But it's not like I didn't watch them on purpose. I mean, it's not like I'm hating on mockumentaries in general. Uh, but this movie, I went in expecting to laugh a bit more than I did. Mm-hmm. There yeah. were some funny parts in it, so it's mm-hmm. not like I... I'm going to say I didn't hate the movie. It's just not a movie that I'm going to be rewatching. Okay. It's... It's just there. It's it's interesting to me because all three of you have basically said you don't watch this style of movie or haven't seen others like it, and that it sounds like it was kind of boring for you. Monica, is that is that kind of the direction you were sort of leaning into? I wouldn't say it's boring. I've seen boringer is boringer a word? More boring movies. It just didn't make me laugh. So like when you go into a movie thinking like, oh, this is going to be a comedy. And it doesn't make you laugh like you think a comedy should. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's absurdist comedy. Yeah, which right. I get. It just didn't hit. Yeah, because I, I had a few chuckles, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, think... I definitely laughed a few times, especially the werewolves. But yeah, it just didn't hit right for me. Because I think that's the kind of thing. It's an absurdist satire. Uh, satire. Um, so. Again, I bring up things like this is Spinal Tap because that's probably the most well-known of this style of movie. Um, And it's the same type of humor in that. It's the same sort of, there's a lot of setup and not, uh, I don't ever look at these kind of movies. These aren't like either slapsticky or or to the point of like laugh out loud, belly laugh type of comedies. Um, But they're more like absurd situations that then make you laugh. Uh, at that and I love that kind of humor so for me it hits uh, yeah. whether it's a Christopher Guest movie whether it's a 
an episode of a TV show. I think Supernatural did one like this. I know there was an episode of Psych that kind of parodied this style of thing um, where they had a documentary. Like by the way. Like the episodes that do that? Or those yeah, shows? But I, I enjoyed those shows. Okay. So yeah, when they do an funny. episode like that, Sir. you like it more because... And I wonder, I wonder if you watch or give the series a chance, because from what I've heard, the series actually does a better job of what the movie did. And I, I kind of get that because I enjoyed this movie, but I could see this working so much better in a series where they can take, they can take the little ideas and expand on them. Um, somebody was, I think it was Amy was telling me that in the series, there's an almost an entire episode that's just based around the scene where he calls up his old familiar on Skype to talk to him. And like, cause that, mm-hmm. that's a silly scene, but it's not given enough time to do anything. So I think like a, an, an episode built around that idea, I think would be a lot of fun or cause that's part of what I can see where, where this movie wouldn't hit is that it's got, it's trying to pack a lot in and it doesn't have, it's not a, a film with like a three act narrative story. It's just sort of segments. There's like three parts to it but they're not really like acts telling a story. It's just sort of them living their lives. Um, and that's what this style of movie does. So for me, I, I find that funny uh, because I just like the kind of slice of life and like, okay, we're going to see what kind of absurd thing. I love the concept. I love the idea of three vampires or four, technically four vampires just living together in a flat in New Zealand. Yeah, the I, I, like, I like the idea. I, I wanted to really enjoy this. It just... Never hit with me. Yeah. And Peter is great, by the way. He's sort of their pet, almost. Yes. I love Peter. They then killed, they like, killed the him best off. Why would he you was do my that? favorite. Well, I mean, of course, come he on, was your favorite. As a fan of Nosferatu. <laughs> mm-hmm. I liked Peter, and I, I loved. Said, oh, go ahead. As you said, I, I do want to give the show a chance because yeah. I am intrigued by. As, as I said, the setup is is what you said is is it's interesting. And it should work. And probably considering the series has three seasons now, was it? Yes. Uh, yeah. I feel like with three seasons, it, it's obviously worked at some level um, to, to make it and that it's got far. Matt Barry. Yeah. Matt Barry oh, just makes every series better, Barry. right? Yeah. Yep. I will watch him in anything. Definitely. Um, you know, it, it's, it's funny to me, too, because, like, my favorite character in this was Stu. I just love Stu. He was such a fun... <laughs> Such a fun idea to have like the human character and he becomes their best friend and he's like teaching them technology. Uh, cracked me up. I didn't... What was strange is of the three main vampires, Deacon, who was the youngest one, was also... He was just a dick. Like he was just yeah. mean-spirited. So, But then they tried to give him some of the funnier moments, like the whole thing with the, the plate of Sexy spaghetti... Dance. The sexy dance, the plate of spaghetti, and and uh, turning it into worms, and basically ripping off Lost Boys, all that. So they gave all that to to Deacon, who's the least likable of the three of them. None of them are great, you know, people, but Deacon's like just mean. He's mean spirited. He's he's just a jerk to other people. Um, so I I didn't like uh the the one that they like accidentally made a vampire or whatever. Oh, Nick. the newer one, yeah. I hated him so much. I even hated him more than than Deacon just because, like, I don't know. I guess because maybe they did give him all those, like, scenes with the, you know, worms. And I kind of felt 
I don't know. Like, he was a goofball. Like, he just, like, they set him up as, like, the bad boy or whatever, so. Well, I mean, he was supposed to be basically Edward. Yeah, Nick, Nick was meant to be the younger version of, of Deacon, right? And that's why Deacon doesn't like him. Because Deacon is the young bad boy of the three of them. And then they bring in Nick, who's younger and is also doing all sorts of like similar stuff. I mean, even down to like, oh, do you see his jacket? He's dressing like me and all this kind of stuff. So they make Deacon not like him. He's like, uh, oh, I'm a vampire, huh? <laughs> yeah, he takes to it very easily, but then he wants to tell everyone that he's a vampire. Um, which, admittedly, while I hated the fact that they killed Peter, it was a funny payoff for the joke they they set up earlier where he's telling everybody that he's a vampire constantly and the one guy's like oh, I'm a vampire hunter and he's like ah yeah what well, I'll Skype you later and then that's the guy that came in and killed Peter. Um, yeah. Hmm. Which you know that's a, that's a funny payoff for that. I I enjoyed that. Uh, I wish it hadn't been Peter that died cuz maybe that's why I hate the new guy Nick or whatever too because he killed Peter. Well, yeah. Hmm. But he also brought them stew. So you know, there's that part of it as well. Um, but I, and I like how Stu's uh, story. Stu actually has a bit of an arc because he has to he has to learn that his best friend is now a vampire, and all these people that he's hanging out with are vampires, and then he ends up becoming a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, he takes to most of this pretty good. Like he's such a, and that's the thing that you love about Stu. Because I'll tell you, I did love Stu. He just like he's one of those people that takes everything in stride. Mm-hmm. Nothing bothers him. Like he's just there for you. He's your friend. Like everybody wants a stew in their life. And like that's his real name too. I found out looking at the thing. Like yeah. his actual name is Stew. <laughs> I love you, Stew. Stew is just great. He was he was super fun. Um I I did like Viago and Vladislav, uh, but you know, it's Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. Like how do you go wrong there? Those two are awesome. Um, I liked how Viago was such a uh, like stickler for the rules. They had their their meeting uh, was great. Um, <laughs> we're gonna have flat meeting, flat meeting, flat meeting in twenty minutes, and it's all flat meeting, flat meeting. And it's all just I'm about how Deacon is not doing the dishes for five years. For five years, was that five years worth of dishes too? Like, because that's way more, way less than it should be if it's five years. Well, if you're drinking blood straight out of the neck, you. Don't use much dishes. I like that they gave us a story about what happens when you eat, you know, fries. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm apparently a bad vampire because I, I would know. Yeah, because like you love fries. Well, it's anything other than the blood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that gets told in a lot of vampire stories for the newbies. But watching it was just holy Christmas trees. Like that was a lot of. <laughs> they, they that was a lot of for blood. It. Yes. Yeah, they, they I, went I for think it in that one. Didn't Interview with a Vampire Lewis do that when he got turned? Probably. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. So it's hard for I me to I think I was like nine the last time I watched that. But I also like... Read a book. I loved the idea of like taking some of, the, uh, some of the tropes of vampires and making fun of them, like the virgin blood thing where he's like, I think we just drink virgin blood because it sounds cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I like I like his analogy for it, but I can't say it because this show is clean mostly. Yes, uh, that was pretty but, funny. Because I'm like, um, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't want that done to my sandwich either. <laughs> but mm. 
Oh, you know, one of the things that I wanted them to do more of, and I think that's probably also why the series appeals to me uh, in in watching it is dive into some of the other um, kind of groups of undead and underground. Because uh, we get a little bit of that with the werewolves, which the werewolves were funny. And I liked, yeah. I really liked how the werewolves, like the second time you see them it is the full moon and they don't want, like the werewolves are seem like they're actually decent people because they don't want to change. They don't want to cause all this problem. So they're chaining themselves to trees or they're trying to before they get interrupted. Oh, yeah. um, they're werewolves, not uh-huh. swearwolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, that was really good. Um, plus I liked that it was the band leader or the band manager from, um, mm-hmm. uh, Darby. Yep. Yes. Flight of the Concords. That I don't know why I couldn't remember Flight of the Concords. Like it just was not in my brain. Uh, yes, Reese Darby, he was great. Um, but I I wanted more of those. Like I wanted to know more about the zombies because we see them at the masquerade, but we really only see a couple of them and we don't know much about them. Although the one zombie, the one that talks, uh, I loved him. Yeah. Also, he Are had you, like, you uh, see? predeceased. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the did you see the 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 goofs and stuff especially in that scene? Oh yeah. Oh, it's so Like great. that was just like it's just vampires, right? So then you should see everyone else in the mirror. That didn't make any sense. Why it was just what's his face? Yeah. And you brought up another one, Wesley. I also certainly. still don't know why you can't see the clothes in the mirror. Yeah, exactly. You could see the cup, but why not the clothes? That didn't yeah, make any sense. It didn't make any sense, but it all, but it, you know, it makes for a funny joke when he's picking up the, yeah. the, really the payoff of that joke is the everyone dancing and then you just see Stu. Can I point out that I heard this thing that obviously, you know, because vampires aren't real, but if you are, I would like to be a vampire, but um, vampires aren't real, but like the whole thing with them not being able to see themselves in the mirror was because that mirrors used to be made of silver, but mm-hmm. nowadays... They're made with aluminum, so they should be able to see themselves now, technically. Aha. Uh-huh. I was like, that's actually... If you know, that's I, actually true, that would be interesting to work into vampire lore from now on. I think, honestly, uh, that would be a great thing for some vampire story to do. To make that yeah. a part, you know. Because every vampire movie at some point has to either show or tell you the rules of being a vampire. So... When that happens, when they recap those rules, you know, just have that said, like, oh, yeah, no, they can totally see. It's it's not that they can't see the reflection. It was just that old mirrors were made out of silver. That'd be great. Um, I would like that. But, yeah, I just wish they, they could have spent more time or that's that's why I, another reason why I really want to watch the series is I want to see some of these other groups. I want to see how they interact more with the zombies and whatever the hell uh, the beast's boyfriend was, because I don't know that he was. Was he a vampire or what was he? And it's like some of the like other zombies and witches, but like, I don't know what he was. He was like, I guess he was a zombie. That's the closest. Yeah. It was close to, to a zombie. Yeah. Something like that. He Go was, on. yeah, he was a zombie, but he could fly like the vampires could. And he was doing some sort <laughs> of weird. That. Yeah. When he fights with Jermaine, when, Clement, fighting. when him yeah. and Vladislav fight, he's flying. And he also did some weird thing where he was like sucking the life force out of him. Before you get stabbed, True, that was a different thing. So I don't know exactly not what in trivia? he was. That's got to be in trivia somewhere. Like that has to. Maybe be... it was a mixture of everything—a zombie, vampire, witch. There you go. Or a zombie witch, maybe. I don't know. A zombie, but that was really zombie vampire or, or warlock. Yes. 
But it makes sense for me that the werewolves were always kind of separate because, like, they're basically like the Hulk, you know? They have no control, mostly, when they're in wolf form. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like they're they're going to be separated because nobody can really trust the werewolf because they can't trust themselves. Which is just sad because they would have been really cool at the ball, you know? They would have been, but that's also why I like the way that they depicted them in this. Which mm-hmm. was, like, they're... They don't have control over that, but they're trying to. So they're like they if if the vam- if the group of vampires had not walked past them and Deacon being a dick, um, the werewolves would have just chained themselves to a bunch of trees and would have the transformation night would have gone off without a hitch. Instead, Deacon, because he has to poke at the werewolves, uh, causes all the problem. You know, Deacon is the reason for all of this, really, if you think about it. Mm. So it's all Deacon's fault. Yep, yep. All (laughs) Deacon's fault. And I think a lot of it is because he can't pronounce the word spaghetti. Spaghetti. You mean biscotti? Biscotti. Biscotti. I think think they offered me biscotti. Was probably (laughs) my favorite line in the entire thing. That was a good one. I'll give you that. Uh, There was that, like, like, when they're, like, fighting each other and, like, flying up in the air, that's just like, yeah, okay. It's like, can you imagine if your roommate, you know, if you and your roommate were vampires instead of just like, oh, just pick up after yourself, you jerk, and slam the door. But, like, you could fly up in the air and hiss at them. Like, I, well, I did like that part when they're fighting. One dude is, like, hanging in the corner of the <laughs> ceiling. The other one is flying at him, being held by the, the third one. Yes. And then the cops just walk As in. As the cops like, are. Yeah. What is that? Like, no, no fire alarm. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The, nothing out of the, the hypnosis did work. And like, it's so the hypnosis stuff that they did in this, what made it funny for me is that you didn't ever see what the hypnotized person was seeing. So their reactions make even, are even more absurd. Like when they, when they're hypnotizing Nick to see the worms, all you're still seeing is the plate of cold canned spaghetti. So mm-hmm. like his reaction that was a part I will say that overall I didn't mind Nick as a character, but that scene, his reactions were weird. Like they felt like, like his, especially because he repeats what they say. Well, he and re- now your mm has changed into a snake, and he's like, oh, "My mm has changed into a snake." Okay, yeah, we got that from you know. Yeah, Wait, but his you his say penis, right? Wait, yeah, but his his reaction anymore. also didn't feel like a genuine reaction. It felt like somebody trying to act a reaction, and that was the weird thing. Like it felt forced to me. But the rest of the time, he seemed somewhat realistic as a human being turned into a vampire. If you're going to, you know, accept it as easily as he did. And look at him. He goes and he talks to, you know, Count Orlock and he's all like, hey, you know, I don't think they like me, but they sure like Stu. So can you not make Stu a vampire? Because, like, that would suck. And Orlock's just like. That was actually like, my, my second favorite part <laughs> was that. Because you got Stu's reaction uh, to the spaghetti thing was hilarious. And then just Peter, his reaction at that point. Because it doesn't, it's completely the opposite of everything we've seen him do so far. And he's just very calmly and like, mm-hmm, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Like, he likes Stu better. Mm-hmm. Um, of course. Everybody did. Even I like Stu better. Everybody likes Stu. It's because Stu was better. Yeah. He, was just a, he was just a good IT guy who worked in, I didn't understand what his job was, but whatever. 
He worked in um, IT, right? Uh, computers, computer stuff. That's yeah. all you need. He was to know. a computer. Just computer. He was a computer technician person thingy. Yeah, but I did like how when they would fight, they would float and and hiss at each other. The the fight where they're <laughs> turning into bats was great too. Yes, bat fight. I'm just like that's freaking great. Like instead of like a cat fight, you know, mm-hmm. it's a bat fight. I'll give you that. I do wish that they had um, played more with the whole idea of Ladislav turning into animals but never getting the face right. Because they only did that once, and that was hilarious. Oh, that that, I giggled at that. That was the, one of my heavy giggles. Because that cat It's like, just as just... I see it, as you see it, you're like, you're like, what the hell? And then, oh, he can't get the face right. Like, right as you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Set up, payoff. Yeah, I, I wish that they would have done that more for some, like... I don't know. I just, that was a funny joke and they could have used that more often. So they could have at least done it one more time. Yeah. At least one. And cause there was a few uh, of those. Like I liked the idea of they go out to have a night on the town and they can't get in, into any clubs because they have to be invited in. They have to, the bouncer or somebody has to invite them into the building. And so they can't get in anywhere except for the one vampire owned bar in Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that first night in Wellington too, I wish they could have done more with that where they're like running into the other vampires because they just show like a quick, you know, oh, they walk by this one. Oh, they say hi to that one. Like I, w- I just wanted more interaction with other characters within Wellington besides just them. Like the two little girls that got turned into vampires as, as little girls. So they just hunt pedophiles. Yeah. That's that was, friggin' great. That was Good awesome. Girls. Yeah. Good for you. So it, for me... I really liked this movie, but for me, I like, I wanted more out of it. And I think maybe that sounds a lot like what the three of you thought of it. I just, I had a good time watching this because I like this style of humor and this style of movie. Whereas it seems like we're all kind of on the same page of wanting more of it. I just had more fun with what I got. And that's where the series might help. Yeah, that's that, fine. Also, with the face, uh, the animal changing and the face not right. Hopefully, they use that in the series more. God, I hope so. <laughs> well, well, it's, it's a different, different guy. Characters, right? But maybe yeah, they add characters. a similar characteristic. Hopefully, who knows? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what about? Um, has anyone seen that Wellington paranormal thing? I watched, I think, a couple of episodes. How was that? I it. It was interesting. I just had so much stuff going on and so many shows to watch. Yeah. Okay. I didn't get back to it. It's not that I didn't like it. It's just it kind of went to the bottom of the list. Yeah, that happens. I'm, I've am i been thinking about it because I want to get back on the, you know, what we do in the Shadows show. Because I thought I had watched the movie, obviously, before. So I'm like, oh, I'll just watch <laughs> the show now. Um, But, yeah, I would be interested in watching that. I know it's about, like, the cops, you know, that come in and they get, like, you know, whiz bangled or whatever. Uh, hypnotized. Yeah, yeah, hypnotized. That's, that's the word you're looking for is hypnotized. Whiz bangled is good well, though. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to start using that. Everybody should. Yes. We've coined a new phrase. Whiz bangled. Yes. Yeah. I liked them. I liked how they had the cops midway through the movie and then they came back at the very end. <laughs> that was kind of nice. The, I get what they were going for with sort of the the not quite post not post credits but right before the credits where Stu shows back up with all the vampires or all the mm-hmm. werewolves. I felt like that scene could have used again more. Like they could have 
made put that in a different spot and ended the movie differently. Like, I don't know. That's just me. Uh, oh, I mean, it was a funny scene because they're they're uh, they're reluctant to let them in, but then they do because it's Stu, and because Stu mm. brought them, and then they're all behaving. But it's like, yeah, but at the same time, you still have the smell of werewolves throughout the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um I like that part, but the part where um I forgot his name, Taika's character, where he ends up with his woman, I feel like that wasn't I don't know, maybe they didn't flesh that out enough. Cause it was like a couple of times you saw him standing outside her building and then the end they're like together. I don't know. Maybe that could have been a little bit more. Oh. You, you yeah. mean the, the girlfriend that uh, he traveled to New Zealand for? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then he turns her vampire at like 96 years old or whatever. And like, <laughs> really? You're going to wait until really? Again, like, though, I but think. If you love me, make me a vampire when I'm younger. Thank well, you. she, but she was married. That's why. She got yeah, married well, and, and. Married and. And we just eat my husband. What? Whatever. Don't we love each other? Like. Well, if that I love was... you enough, I will eat my husband for you. But that's the, the that's that, how love works. That's the humor behind that is that he spent eighteen months getting there. She's happy, so he just let it go, and left her alone. But then decided yeah, to change her. Yeah. Let it go as he's using a picture of her in the <laughs> coffin too. <laughs> okay, that was another one that made me laugh quite a bit. That one did because it's again, it's one of those that's like, as you're watching that scene play out, then when when the coffin lid just starts to bump a little bit like that you realize what's happening and i couldn't help but laugh that was funny i think i missed that you probably it's it sounds like you did um it yeah. was at the beginning it, it was no oh well it was it was, it was midway that. through that was oh, like i feel like again that's another one of those moments that they could have done earlier in the movie with him turning her at 90 something and made more played up played that a little bit more and played with the that whole concept more of like now he's got a girlfriend and she's 96 and he's 387 or whatever it is because again that's you know you know you knew they were going there with that joke like they were going to make that joke of him being a cradle robber mm-hmm. um but it's still funny to me so overall i just i had a fun time with this movie it's silly and i think that's what makes it work is it's so absurd. Like it starts off absurd with the, by the way, I had that exact same alarm clock he has. Like the exact alarm clock he has. I had that for years growing up, but I like how it starts off with, uh, you know, him waking them up and for the meeting. And when he goes to wake up, Peter is another one of those. It's just like, I can't help but laugh. Cause he's like, we're going to have a, a flat meeting. You don't have to come if you don't want to, but, uh, you know, we figured we'd invite you anyway. Here's a chicken. Bye. <laughs> Fear. Just feed the feed the dog and leave him alone. He was a, Peter was just misunderstood. Eight thousand years old. I'm so <laughs> sad he died. I honestly like because I have a I love vampires. Okay, mm-hmm. this is a thing that works for me. And and I'm not going to be judged for liking True Blood. Leave me alone. I like True Lo- True Blood. Okay, it's fine. But like I liked in that how the older you were as a vampire, that's what gave you the ability to fly. Mm-hmm. So, like, the one vampire that was, like, I forget how old Eric was. He just, like, in one episode, he just takes off. And it's just, like, wait, vampires can fly? <laughs> it was, like, the best moment. And in this, it's, like, immediately you are just turned and you can fly. And I'm, like, that really, that should come later. 
It's like driving, you know, you need. Well, you have to <laughs> learn how to, to do up. it, though. Mm-hmm. Again, they could have spent more time kind of teaching Nick how to be a vampire. Because that was sort okay. of. Did, did you notice how long it was between when he was turned and when he had those fries? Two months. Yeah. Was it two months? If, if, like, if those are your favorite food, you've eaten those before. Yeah. Yeah. You don't wait two months to eat them and then go blah, blah, blood. You know, it's just like it was weird. But okay. There were a few moments like that. But again, they could have spent more time with it. Like I like the the concept again that they accidentally get uh, a new vampire friend because Peter turned him, um, which apparently Peter just has a problem with that because that's how Deacon came about. Um, was Deacon Peter turned Deacon, mm-hmm. and so then Peter turns Nick again. Parallels, um, but I I think instead of jumping ahead two months and just Nick is a vampire, you know, have that two months where have some scenes in there where they're teaching him, like they find out that he's been turned and they're teaching him. Because it was also more than two months before Jackie knew, um, Deacon's familiar, knew that Nick was turned into a vampire. I felt bad for her. I did too, because... Until she became a vampire, of course. Because, like... And and it was Nick. Because of Nick. Yeah, it was Nick that turned her. And, like, but you were promised that Mm -hmm. she should be able to get it. It's just, like, it's not... It's not fair, but, you know, she got what she wanted. And now she's got a perfect relationship with her familiar husband. That's what I want in life. Yeah, it definitely... Full control. <laughs> it definitely, though, she she did have some of those funny, like, smash cut moments where, like, they have that night with everybody and then you cut to the next morning and she's spraying down the sidewalk of blood or, you know just cutting to her the put upon familiar as she's cleaning that bathroom that just looks like a horror movie which by the way I will say that while while this is we've been doing all sorts of kind of horror movies this month we sort of have but sort of haven't right because the host was a monster movie that wasn't a traditional monster movie uh necronomicon was definitely a horror anthology um you know, of varying quality, but it was a horror anthology. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre, while technically a slasher movie, also isn't scary at any point. But it's still horror. It's got horror elements to it. That's the whole thing with horror. Yeah. It's, like, it's about vampires and blood and stuff like that, so it's still, it still t- retains the horror-ness. Mm-hmm. Um, Which not Slumber necess- Party Massacre was horror, all right? Horribly. Hey! Leave my movie alone. I love that shit stuff. Sorry. And like this is a horror comedy, but it's definitely not scary at any point. And they don't even try to be scary with it, um, which yeah. is fine. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't, you know, Shaun of the Dead does a good job of having more horror elements, but it's still not really a scary movie at any point. Um, Tucker and Dale versus evil kind of did the same thing. That's another horror comedy that I've done for the show. Um, and uh, that's not that one probably has more horrific elements to it, um, but it's still a comedy. It's still funny. That one just had a lot of gore in it, um, in comparison to some other things. And this did too. This had a couple of moments that were pretty, like, awesome. I love that Viago can't seem to not hit the artery every time he bites somebody in the I neck. Hit the artery, <laughs> and it's going everywhere. You know, I played the clip at the top of the show, but then even when Nick is running through the house and trying to get away and he walks into that room and there's Josephine and it's just spraying out and he's trying to he's trying to catch that. 
that cracked me up. That was just a, a fun little running gag. Um, I loved, by the way, the uh, the whole thing where Nick goes into that room and then suddenly the arm comes out of the backpack and it's Deacon yes. inside the backpack. That yeah. was a cool moment because that was like a cool effect the way they were able to pull that off where he throws the backpack yep. and then it's Deacon crawling out of it. I liked that a lot. Yeah. There was some kind of, I'm thinking it was, um, it must have been his mind control thing, right? Is that what it was? Making him think he was coming out of the backpack or is that what I... you figured it was? I figured it was he had because he could transform into animals, so I'm figuring that he just transformed into something small. I thought in that the was um, I thought that was Vlad. I thought well, Vlad could transform into animals. Vlad could do it, but he couldn't get the faces right. But the first thing Deacon says when Viago wakes him up is, "Oh, I turned into a dog last night and had sex." Oh, like that's his first yeah, line. Right. So I'm um, that's I feel like that's what he did was he turned into something small and was hiding in the backpack somehow. <laughs> But I that, that just to me was actually really well done because this movie didn't have a huge budget, so there was definitely a lot of cost cutting measures that were done. Like the way they would fly, you could tell was uh, was done on the cheap. But it it looked silly, but it also I loved it. Like I loved the the way that they would you could tell they were like sitting on something to float. Right down to when uh, when Viago and Deacon are fighting that first time when they're having the the flat meeting. You can almost see Taika Waititi like trying to get off of the thing he was sitting on in order to, to stand back up, and he couldn't quite do it. Like That, to me, was just funny, because it, it sort of adds to the silly nature of the, the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked that particular effect with the backpack, though. I thought that was pretty cool. That whole scene had a very Scooby-Doo silliness feel to it when they're running around. Um, because that was that was one thing I never understood, or I didn't understand... How, you know, they could just show up in like different doorways immediately. Do they have any kind of a teleportation power or super speed? Maybe they're just really fast. Yeah. Usually vampires are said to be super fast, but they are. But they they didn't really. Yeah, they didn't mention that in this at all. So uh, it's still a funny scene. It's still a a silly chase. Um, that's another reason why you can sort of tell the the budget on this was a little bit lower because. Most of it takes place in that house that they live in, which is a way to, you know, very, very yeah. cheaply shoot everything in the same spot. Or the park at night. <laughs> right. So if it, it's, either, it's either in the house or at night and you don't have to light anything and you can just not show the background. <laughs> so, yeah, overall, I had a, a real fun time with this movie and it just made me want to watch the series. Uh, there's people in the chat are talking about wanting to watch the series more. Apparently there's a an energy vampire as part of the yeah. series. Oh, yes. Yes. Because you know these people in life. You know those people who just suck your energy? Mm-hmm. They they have that on the show and I think it's um I think it's hilarious, but I I've only gotten like a couple episodes in, I think. Uh, once again, psychic I don't vampires? No, oh, definitely. I mean, look, I've known people that if I'm just around them, I'm suddenly super tired. So Yeah. It's the it's the I'm the sorry. narcissist thing. The um what do you call it? Uh, yeah, narcissists, they drain a lot of energy out of you. Especially if you're, like, an empathic type person who actually, like, you know, cares and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's um, it's a really horrible dynamic. But I like that they made it, like, a thing in the show. So I'm interested in... I'm definitely interested in watching the show, even though the movie may not have been as funny as I thought. But again, like you said, you didn't dislike the movie. It just didn't yeah, no, quite didn't hit where it. you thought. Exactly. So. Like, I like the aesthetic. I love the 
the actors in the movie, and I love vampires. And Stu. And Peter. I like, too, that they had, like, different types of vampires, and, like, Viago, for his costumes, seems to have this problem with not having good costumes. Like, he went dressed as a nun uh, one year for the masquerade, and then he show, he's dressed as Blade. It was hilarious. Like, but vampires love Wesley Snipes. <laughs> like, that, for me, was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like everybody would at least watch the series and give that a, a, a fair shake which I think is yeah. good. Because um, I do think that there's... This is one of those where the concept is better than than what the execution of the movie is. And it just... It makes you want more of that thing. So... Mm-hmm. Also... Yeah. By the way... I'm not going to say that this wasn't a well-made movie. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what I'm going to say. By the way, energy vampires I totally believe in uh, because I had a friend of mine who uh, she wasn't a narcissist. She wasn't like self-centered, but just being around her, she would she would come out to you know somebody's house when we we're all hanging out and she would show up and immediately just I'd get drained and tired just from having a conversation with her and about nothing. So I, I think that kind of thing it can depends. exist. It depends on your dynamic, too, of who you are. If you're the kind of person that cares too much sometimes, you know, then you're the kind of person that needs to cut certain people out of your life. Whereas other people who are Mm -hmm. very, can be cold and not, you know, can detach from people easily, you know, they won't have as much of a problem. But it's just like you, because you give people your 100% attention or, you know, care and compassion and it's like they'll just suck it right out of you. Well, it was never this person's fault because she was never malicious about it. It was just like her presence. Like just her coming into the bar when we were all there. I'm like, all right, I'm going home. I'm tired. Yeah. People are who they are, though. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So, I mean, does. okay? here's a question for you. Since none of you have really watched mockumentary movies, but you have enjoyed at least when a show does an episode that is kind of like that. I remember, uh, what was another one? Arrow did that too, where they had a, a, an episode that was based around being a documentary about the show. Um, would you consider watching something like this is spinal tap or something along those lines? Or are you worried that it's going to not live up to the hype that maybe people would have told you it is? Cause I wonder if some of that is this movie while not super, super well-known, people that enjoy it really enjoy it and have hyped it up. So, I don't know. Could be a part of it. Yeah. There is definite hype about it. Um, I've been meaning to see this as Spinal Tap for, like, a really long time. It's just one of those movies that, uh, at a certain point, that it's so infamous that I haven't seen it that, you know, you just don't want to just waste it on, like, oh, it's Saturday night, I think I'll watch this movie I've never seen. I know it's it sounds silly, but like sometimes movies are that important. You I know? I get what you're saying. I think with something like this is Spinal Tap, what I would say is if you haven't seen that before, it's going to be similar in humor style to this movie. The it's yeah. satire and it's very subtle satire, um, but subtle subtle in the execution, but it's absurd at the same time. So you've got this really really absurd situation. That's played very subtly and very like straight laced, I think, in was a lot it of subtle? ways. And that kind of humor, if you expect that, if you know that that's coming, 
it's a little bit easier to be to find it funny than if you're expecting something that's very bombastically funny and then it's not. If that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, I'm not the kind of person who needs like a slap in your face kind of comedy like mm-hmm. some people. You know, like I you know, I can get a little um <laughs> um subversive comedy and whatnot. Um but uh you know so I I I would like to see Spinal Tap and see if it's that because I'm not sure if it's the whole documentary style or if it's just this movie especially hyped up by my personal friends. Whereas most of my friends aren't like, oh go watch Spinal Tap, you know? It's like Spinal Tap is what is it, like fifty years old now? Well, thirty. All something. my friends were about this movie and the show. They're all like, watch it right now. You gotta watch it. It's the best thing ever. So I'm wondering if that affected how I feel about it too, if I was expecting. I mean, sure. Expectations versus what you get are mm-hmm. going to play a huge role in that. I mean, that's just how it is. Because you said at the top of the show, you were, you were, it's a, it was a comedy, but it didn't make you laugh out loud. And that's like, there are certain comedies that aren't a, uh, a Jim Carrey style comedy that's going to make you belly laugh at some point. Um, they're more of like, well, again, and comedy is very subjective, so it's tough. It's tough to nail down exactly what's going to... There's very few universally loved comedies. I love Mel Brooks stuff. I think Mel Brooks comedy is hilarious because it's it's the loud absurd, right? So mm-hmm. Mel Brooks is like his style of comedy and that, that type of comedy when done right is your Mel Brooks, is your airplane, is stuff that's like that. But it can be done wrong, too. All of the um, epic movie, disaster movie, those kind of things, the later scary yeah. movies. I think the first scary movie is pretty good. I will give that I've one some credit. I've never seen credits. it, so I can't tell you. Like the first one. The first one's good. Second one's not as good, but not bad. And then it just keeps going down. Because they get lazy. And I think some of it is they get lazy and they start punching down, too. And that's that's a big thing with humor oh. and me is I feel like when you get lazy with your jokes or you punch down with your jokes, it's... Not as funny. Yeah. Like, the thing with Mel Brooks that always made me laugh was all of his humor was either self-deprecating or uh, in some way, like, punching up. And, like, epic movie or any of those... Those got really, really dull for me uh, because I just didn't find the humor to be very good. And it's so. like you you can't – like that's the thing like – and we were talking about spoof movies at some point and that it's just – it's hard to go back and recreate like what Airplane did and stuff like that because now it's all just so over the top and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, when you watch Airplane, it's, well, maybe it's just our time, too. We were born in a certain time. <laughs> maybe that's why we think Airplane is, like, the top of the spoof chart. Well, I think so. But, again, if you look at the jokes in Airplane, some of them play today, some of them don't. But it depends on when you saw it, I think, too. And spoofing something versus satirizing something is very different. And that spoofing something is taking one small part of it and blowing that up and making that the joke. Whereas a satire like this, sat, uh, you know, the satire of vampires in this movie is is much more of we're going to take little bits and pieces and we're not going to blow up any one part of it. We're just going to kind of poke poke holes and poke fun at the whole thing. So 
I don't know. I, I I personally really like a well, and again, satire is like any other form of comedy. It can work really well, and then there can be times where it's just boring as hell. I've seen some uh, some satires, and especially mockumentary style ones, that didn't do it for me for the same reasons. It was just boring to me. Um, so I get that. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to hold it against the three of you that you didn't love this movie in the same way that I did. I'm still. I'm still not happy about the host, but whatever. That's fine. You know, there's no. Are you gonna for beat us up like last time? Oh, I'm not happy about the host. Either. Yeah, I'm not happy about the host either. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's well, just, everybody had better love next week's movie. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a fun That's one for pressure. next week. We're, we're gonna get there. Uh, we're gonna get there, but we do have a fun one for next week. No, I just, uh, I, I do think this is definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it. I think this is funny, personally. Um, also, if yeah. you're a fan of Taika Waititi, I don't know why it took me s- six years to see this, or seven years, almost seven years to see this movie. That's probably the one thing that I'm upset about after watching it, is that I waited so damn long to see it. So, you know, it is what it is. I think this was good. Uh, definitely check it out and watch the series. Um, what we should do is uh, is all of us should watch the series, and we don't have to necessarily come back and do a full podcast on it, but maybe just uh, talk about that at some point, what we thought of the series in yeah. comparison to the movie. Sure. Oh, absolutely. I would um, love that. I would too. I think that would be a lot of fun. Now, next week we do have some fun things, but first, before we get there, um, Monica, you have something to talk about. Do I? You what? Do. Yes, you do. What is it? Oh, yeah. I might have mentioned on the last episode that um, me, Travis, Faye, and Dreadley here have created a horror podcast called Gore. I might have mentioned it and said it was on Spotify and Anchor uh, and would soon be on some other platforms. And I'm here to tell you that it is now on some other platforms. It is on Apple. It is on Google. It is on, I don't know, some other stuff. I don't know. Look for it. But... (laughs) Anywhere you can search the word gore and you can find our podcast. We have one episode out and we cover the movie Malignant. Uh, and a second episode will be up by the end of this week. Uh, you should check it out. It's really cool. I mean, it's the four of us. I mean, if you've already been here, you're, you you got to be able to like stand us for at least another hour and a half, right? So go listen to the show. It's called Gore. So. Yeah, Anchor.fm slash gore podcast. And you can tweet us at Gore Podcast. Yes, yeah. Follow the the Twitter. That will there will be announcements there when we're doing new episodes, what movies we're watching, all that kind of stuff. If you like the four of us chatting about a movie, um, then I think you have fun with that. We we it's structured a little differently from this show, which is um, also a good thing. Uh, so and and it's fun. It's fun to just talk about uh, Malignant and what we thought of that or. Uh, do we want to mention what episode two, what movie we watched for episode two? Oh, episode two, we watched The Burning, but we won't. Yeah, Unfortunately. That's all we're going to say. Um, Unfor- hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers, you cut, son of a Cut that in post, please. Mm-hmm. Cut that in post. Cut that, yeah, cut okay. that in post. Definitely. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Gore Podcast, um, and that'll be coming out roughly every couple of weeks uh, is kind of yes. what we're looking at for release schedule there. So. That's that's pretty cool. And if you enjoy listening to us, check that out. Um, we're brand new, and uh, yeah, we have fun with it. Um, now, next week, we do have a fun movie coming out. Uh, I am really excited to hear. Now, Christina, you've seen it before, yes? Oh, about a million times. Okay. Uh, Wesley, have you seen this movie before that I'm going to mention? Nope. 
Okay, so you haven't seen it before, and neither has Monica. Two virgins! Yay! So the movie that we are watching next week. Now, we are recording next week's episode on Halloween night. And on Halloween night, we are going to be talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, I almost feel like we need to do a live watch-along. We should. Uh, if, If it was available through Amazon Prime, I would do that. I think it is. I will look Is for it? that, and we might do something with that maybe on Friday. We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, the, the thing, it's it's the, the the U.S. theatrical cut that's available on Amazon. Well, that's going to be the most. That's going to be the easiest one to find, probably, uh, for people. That... I mean, all all of the sets now come with both. Well, I understand, but not everybody's going to have those sets either. You can't look at your DVD set and go by that. Uh, but that is what Shows we're it on watching. Prime Video. Okay. Well, we'll look into that. Whatever keep, Prime Video is. Keep an eye out uh, on my Twitter, which is at TV's Travis, and we'll see. We might do a live watch along sometime this week for that movie because it really Yay! Rocky Horror Picture Show. I feel is a movie best experienced with friends. With friends at the theater and doing the callouts. <laughs> the theater is best. Um, but yeah, uh, look for that. So yeah, two Rocky Horror Picture Show virgins. This will be fun. So I'm very interested to hear what you both think about it. I have mm-hmm. I have predictions. I have thoughts as to what you're going to think, but we'll we'll find out. Um, but that is what is coming up next week uh, as we end Spooktober for this show. Wait, you haven't seen. Um, now, I can be found, as I said, uh, on Twitter as t- at TV's Travis um, or pretty much any of the social networks. So if you want to want to find me on like Instagram and see pictures of my dog, that's about all I put up there. Um, but really, Twitter is the place where I do most most stuff. I put my thoughts on like I went and saw Dune last night uh, in theaters and I, I put up a quick little thought about that. Uh, spoiler alert. I really liked it. I, oh, I thought I thought it was, it was a good so movie. good. Um. So yeah, uh, so Monica, outside of the Gore podcast, where can people find you and what you're Oh, well, about? I do a Heroes of the Storm podcast called Q for Fun, so you can check that out where you do the downloading of your podcastiness. And you can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at WickedKitten13 to see what the hell I'm doing with my life. All right, all right. Wesley, you, uh, you stream on Twitch, don't you? I attempt to, and <laughs> people stop by to watch me, so I must be doing it somehow. Tell uh, them how many followers people, you need. Oh. Uh, I need 13 more to reach the magical number of 50. Ah. Yes. Come and uh, follow. If you want to come join me as I play through some creepy games, and sometimes joined by Monica, who screams, uh, come join me at uh, twitch.tv slash the underscore dreadlord. That is D-A underscore D-R-E-A-D-L-O-R-D. Nice. What are you, what are you playing? playing home sweet. <laughs> no, Did you get duh dreadlord, by the way? <laughs> I need to register that. Yes. You had to do that. Uh, right now I'm playing the Dark Pictures Anthology number three, A House of Ashes. Mm. And... Um, thing this week will start Layers of Fear 2. Ooh. Oh, if Monica okay. wants so. I'm scared. Excellent. So yeah, twitch.tv slash da underscore dreadlord and watch him uh, da underscore dreadlord and watch him play some spooky games. <laughs> Did you finish Alan Wake, by the way? 
I can't remember. Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. It was I don't... fantastic. That and might be one of one my point, favorite games. At one point, I had an amazing graphical glitch where Alan Wake was running around in neo-green pants and Ooh. confetti hair. Yeah, nice. it was yep. great. Yeah, that game is awesome. I'm, it's hey, fantastic. It's it's really good. I'm actually I'm gearing just... up to make my playthrough of it. Uh, so, I played it last year on stream. Uh, Christina, where can people find you if they want to hear your musings about anything? Do you ever post anywhere? Uh, just occasionally on Twitter. <laughs> Mostly retweets, but occasionally. I have a sad life. I have this and gore. So. <laughs> but we love you. Well, we're Yay! glad to have you here. Um, so if you want to join the chat room and be like Ace, be like Danny Ora, Phil Rude, Rev Fry is in there tonight. Uh, I saw a Leaping Duck um, show up late, as he always does. Um, you can join us. Fashionably late. Yes, twitch.tv slash Travis. Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, I record this show. And uh, I also do a show called Let's Watch Highlander on Tuesday nights, and I've been playing games. I finished up Quantum Break, finally. Um, And uh, I played a little more Control, just kind of going through some of the side missions. That's still a lot of fun. I'm going to keep doing that, but I'm looking forward to my next kind of main game to to sort of play through. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Um, Home sweet home. No, probably not. Uh, (laughs) Probably not going to like be hmm? Before we go, one one quote from the movie, now that Ducky was here, but mm-hmm. the, the fact that you can die by making a mask of crackers and then being attacked and killed by ducks. Yes, that was yeah. pretty fun. Ducky, that one's for you. There you yeah. go. Yay, Ducky. Uh, you yeah. killed people. <laughs> so next week is Rocky Horror Picture Show. You're going to want to hang out for that one because that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I haven't seen it in years. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, but we have two Rocky Horror Picture Show virgins, so be ready for that. Um, until then, until next week, everybody, thank you for being here. This is, as always, a ton of fun. Um, so we'll do one more. How's that sound? Do you think we should do one more? We, we can do one more. We'll do yeah, one more next week. But we should probably get our own show, too. We're kind mm-hmm. of funny <laughs> and interesting. Yes, anchor.fm slash gore podcast, everybody. Uh, so until next week and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, just remember to enjoy your movies and be excellent to each other. I think of it like this. If you were going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>